Hello everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially Hanare, who's in a magazine in our hearts. My name is Luke, I'm your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me as always is Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy, and hello, Luke, and hello to the listeners of the Never Open Podcast. I'm happy to be here today to talk about one show and one show only, because it's the only show that exists right now in New Japan. There aren't other shows going on, so it's just this one, and that's uh, New Beginning in Osaka. That's it. That's the only show we're going to talk about, actually. Uh, We know a Fantastica Mania has aired, and we're not doing it. I watched the first couple matches... And then, like, I've had no power or I've just been fucking busy. So, uh, yeah, we've been dying to talk about this this ep- one episode, ep- everyone. Yeah. And we've had technical difficulties and all this kind of stuff. In fact, uh, Australian weather has decided to be a son of a bitch like Katamaru. <laughs> and, uh, I feel like House of Torture has been on the fucking electronics, uh, internet systems and everything else. Anyway. Yeah. They were they were <laughs> walking around in Victoria. They you know I I you know think Naito has a weather machine. That's like a <laughs> you know like a Bond villain thing, isn't it? You know like That's a it. weather. Machine. I could see him on a chair stroking a white cat. I could definitely see Naito doing that. <laughs> that would be pretty great. I, I would like to I'd hear watch that. Him talk about that, but yeah, he's he's definitely behind it. You know, I'd love to see James Bond get destinoed through like a glass coffee table or some shit. That'd be fucking gnarly. Uh, everything is evil off a boat, you know, oh. like off a giant yacht, you know. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh. I like and you it. see him do it earlier on against someone, so you know how dangerous it is mm-hmm. when you get someone. All right. Anyway, let's do some professionalism, Mr. Guy. There are ways people can contact us and interact with us if they wish to. We're on the Tweety still. Yep. I am at Gronk2EB, Mr. Guys at Truce for Tweets. Collectively, we are at Never Open Pod. If you want to send us a written or voice email, you can do that. NeverOpenPod at gmail.com. Also, we're on the YouTube, so you can kind of see me and my face as I try to concentrate and get this right. Uh, look, look us up. Never Open Podcast. There you go. And if you've got any of that... Sasha... Thanks, money. Mm. Yeah. Uh, kick it our way. We have a Teespring store where you can get merch that'll make you look never as. Was that a little dokey? Yeah, right in the middle of that. <laughs> yes. So the only thing I'll say about the one Fantastic Mania things I saw is I saw a pop up double drop kick by Doki. And then he landed and went, yeah, that's it. Doki's probably beating everybody up on Fantastica Mania. I doubt he's losing any matches at all. Probably not. He's a just five guys, man, now. (laughs) Christ, he's losing every match. You know he is. (laughs) Jesus. Anyway. Well, Luke, there is one piece of news unrelated to Luchadors. And that is, uh, well, one Luchador is involved. And that is the anniversary show is returning to its old form it used to be that every year in March, early March, they would have a show and it'd be the, you know, whatever year anniversary, the heavyweight champion would face the junior heavyweight champion. And it's been a long time since that's happened. In fact, Luke, we never shut up about it. The last time this was supposed to happen was before COVID. 
And it was supposed to be Hiromu versus Naito. We're getting one of those guys this time. That's right. With Hiromu as the junior champ. St- uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. One day. One yeah. Day, you know, but uh, good for fucking Desperado. Desperado yeah. will look like a million bucks versus the heavyweight champion, and he'll almost beat Naito, and it'll be tremendous. It's always great. Absolutely. I am just looking forward to the fuck your leg. Because <laughs> he's damaged knees, it's going to be a good time. I can't wait. That's going to be good. Protect your neck, Desperado. That's right. You best protect your neck. Yep. All right. So I guess is that is that all the fucking news and shit? That Should is all put... the preamble. It's time to talk about the new beginning in Osaka. Luke, was there a Shaka in Osaka? I guess we'll find yeah. out. Yeah, I guess so. Man, you just stole my shit. Now I know how it feels. <laughs> oh, it's copied from the best. That's what I say. All right. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we are at the... <coughs> <laughs> we are... <laughs> just, uh, let's just toot our own horns. All right. Uh, we are at the Osaka Perfectoral Gymnasium. And... Uh, We've got some Google reviews, and uh, I'm going to read one right now. Mr. Black collates these for us, and uh, here we are. There was a competition, and (laughs) it's amazing. There was a competition, and a thank you for your help. The venue itself was large, which was good. However, the toilet is very smelly. Two stars. It's always with the toilets. How is that the venue's fault? Why does the venue lose stars because somebody just like blew up the fucking toilet before this dude walks in? You know? How's that? It's fault? a sold out arena. 500 people have already taken a dump in there. What do you expect the smell to be like? What are you doing? It's very oh, smelly. Oh, God. I'm sorry, everyone. That's <laughs> tremendous. So. <laughs> I always love those two. The yeah. ones where it's like everything's going fine and all of a sudden it's, it's to toilets. <laughs> it's toilets. So. All like right. Eddie Murphy opening the door in like that daddy, daddy daycare trailer, you know, where he opens it up and there's even shit on the ceiling. I mean, it's pretty bad. So, oh. <laughs> and it's, it's very smelly, I hear. So, Luke, I also have a Google review oh uh, God, from yes. Google, in fact, of the <laughs> Osaka Perfectoral Gymnasium. And it goes a little something like this. <gasps> I love sumo wrestling and have been there countless times, but I have two complaints. First of all, I have to go up the stairs. There is an elevator, but it's slow and narrow. I'd rather take the stairs than wait, but I get tired of looking at all those steep stairs. (laughs) The sumo wrestlers come up gasping for breath, so I wish they would at least add an escalator. The other thing is the restrooms. <laughs> most, <laughs> most of them are Japanese style, and there is always a line for the women's ones, which makes me feel bad. Two stars. There's also too many steps to the shitter. So they bring up a problem. I hate the stairs. Well, I have an elevator, but it's narrow. <laughs> what? It's too small? So you'd rather run slow. Stairs, I don't want to wait. But I, I wonder if it smells in the elevator too. It might be very smelly in there. It might be next to the bathroom. I so. bet you in the time it takes for this person to 
observe the steps and get tired from looking at how many steps there are, the elevator door has just gone all the way. The elevator, as he's watching the stairs, is going up, 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 <laughs> opening. And those people who was just like, nah, it's all right, I'll get the stairs, have just arrived yeah. and uh, been on their seats. And he's just still looking at the stairs going, fuck. And then the toilet stank on top of that. Yes. Oh, well, you had to go up and down the stairs just to get to it. You know what I mean? By the time he gets there, it smells terrible. So, uh, oh my fucking Christ, Luke. Well, the show, uh, we both had a slightly different viewing experience for this show. I watched it with Japanese commentary, and you watched it with Walker, Texas Stewart, and the TMDK heavies, uh, on commentary with Chris Charlton, right? That's right. So, uh, all right. So, what happens with the commentary is I'll get it out of the way now. Is the first match happens and it's just Walker and Chris. All right, fine. No. Then halfway through the second match, Bishamon versus or Fisherman versus uh, Great O'Connor and Callan on the club, they just arrive and the commentators are like, "Oh, uh, you guys know you were supposed to be here on the first from the from the start, right?" Oh yeah, yeah, we were busy at the bar or all this kind of now. They were apparently late signing fan stuff or something. Apparently something like that. I don't know what story's true, but they they are Aussie. So I'm going to assume they were signing autographs while at the bar getting sloshed. There we go. I'm going to go with that. <clears throat> and uh, if anyone remembers the last time uh, Mr. Shane Haste was on the commentary, uh, I found him just, uh, just hilarious. In Aussie parlance, he was a larrikin, if you will. He was just uh, really fun. And uh, he and Mikey, of course, they bounce off each other really nice. A little strapping at times, but nothing too bad. Uh, they have made me chuckle. I didn't write anything down, but it was just a good time. And then uh, <clears throat> they left uh, after ELP Hikaleo or somewhere around there because, you know, they were going to come out and support Zach Sabre Jr. for his match. Oh, nice. Okay. So you you liked <clears throat> it then? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of the uh, commentary? I mean, Milano was fucking fired fucking up. Fucking lose his mind or what? Yeah, he he got he. They started laughing when somebody got hit really really hard. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, and they they. I heard, some, <laughs> I heard some move names. I heard him talking about a few things. I like it too when um, you know, there's somebody on commentary that's like real. You know, like Desperado was on commentary for a while, and he's very low key, very low key. So you got like. Ah! You got, you got, whoa, and you got him going, yes, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's something else. That's because he's too cool for school. You know, oh, he's doing, man. you know, he's doing his commentary and character, man. Come on. He's not fucking around, you know? No, no, no way. That's what I, like, I've told this story before, but uh, the first Forbidden Door, the press scrum, I, I watch them sometimes because you never know what, what you're going to get. You get some interesting tidbits and then you get the amazing piece of, art train wreck that is the cm punk cupcake oh, fucking yeah. press thing right so i'm watching it uh and jericho very backstagey telling me how they put things together and all that a couple other wrestlers tk all that the carter comes out completely in character whole time all the new japan dudes who did their theirs completely kayfabe <laughs> and i was like it's kind of how i like it so uh yeah better that way wrestling's better that way why don't the wrestlers know that 
You don't want to know too much about wrestlers' lives, everyone, no. because uh, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, two of them, uh, Ric Flair and Jericho, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's uh, let's bring ourselves back up because we, this is fucking fun, and I'm going to put props over on someone who I'm slowly and steadily have been doing maybe over the last couple episodes, much to my chagrin. Bolton Oleg? Oh, yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> you can wrench my guts anytime. Anyway, so we got uh, Toriano and Yo versus Bolton Oleg and Ryusuke Taguchi. I like that... Uh, Yano's like, nah, man, I'm not getting gut-wrenched. So he uses the ref to pull himself out, out of uh, Oleg's reach. <laughs> Fuck that. Also, my note here is, yay, Yo's on first. Yay. Anyway, yeah, uh, yes. Taguchi <laughs> hits Yo in the corner with his ass. Hits a bulldog. There's a bum oye and a roll-up for two. Taguchi drops his pantaloons and uh, <laughs> tries to pin Yo like that. Yeah, Iano breaks it up. There's like stereo. Gu- oh my god! All right, the fucking finish of this match is a m- amazing. Chef's kiss, banger. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, Kevin, but mostly Eddie for saying that. I fucking love it. It's Yo Yo gets a win here. But how? We- oh my god! So everyone does the stereo spots in their matches, submissions, and stuff. They don't usually do the same move unless it's a brab or something. Anyway. Oleg's got Yano finally. Gut wrench, gut wrench, gut wrench. So Taguchi picks up fucking Yo and goes, oh, yeah, all right, let's go. And they start both doing gut wrenches. Fucking Taguchi drops him because he can't gut wrench for as long or as good as Oleg. And Yo rolls him up while Oleg's too busy gut wrenching Yano. The match is over. Oh, that's the kind of goofy shit I like. And this... This kind of yo that we've started to be to get, I like it. I'm liking it. And that's uh, I mean it's goofy shit, but it's goofy shit that makes sense, Luke. Yeah. You know, like I it's like uh you I mean, set up your own rules shit. and He's... you follow your own rules. And and just the other day, Yo had been trying to do the gut wrenches on Kanamar, remember that? And he just mm. dropped him. So there's even more story to the stupid gut wrench thing. It's awesome. Oh, I love that. That's fun. Well, I'm glad that you love Yo now, and he's your favorite wrestler. He's Shut up. That's the Super Champions <laughs> this year. So uh, next, Luke, we have... Time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't know, brother. Like, he didn't even get more points this year than he did last year. So, so right. that's, what he's, that's, what, that's what, like, we want him to win, but secretly we just want him to get eight points. Yeah, just enough. Happy. That's fine. So, uh, yeah, if, we, if, if Doki starts winning, that's not... He's not Doki anymore, so he's got to lose all the time. But anyway, next, Luke, we have, uh, as you called him, Callum on the Cobb. Tremendous. Uh, versus the Fisherman. They're back. So Newman, he starts with Goto, and the Fisherman can't help it, though. They have to double-team somebody. So here they go. They double-team. They do war drums on Great Khan when he yeah. gets in the ring to try to help, and I'm fucking disgusted, you know? Also, something else to mention. These two guys are the only two United Empire members that are around that aren't in the big match at the end. Will they appear? 
I'm sure, but we'll see how. So that's something I was thinking about during this match. So Great Okani Yoshihashi, like, getting a clutch, right? And then Great Okan wins that exchange, but he runs into the stupid headhunter, and it's like, he's not that dumb. That doesn't make sense. So Newman flips handspring style out of the corner, which is really fucking cool. And then and the crowd goes, ooh! Because the crowd, by the way, was out of their mind this whole night. And there was at least one to four drunk people. And if you were watching it and you had headphones on, he'd be way over here. And yeah. he was like no, just screaming the whole night. But this motherfucker throughout the night, like... And it, all right, sure, it wasn't loud, loud like a Western crowd, but for a Japanese crowd, for him to able to manage to spread it as far as he did, a fight forever chant, a this is awesome chant, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my God, bring out the drunk Japanese people in Osaka any day. Like, fuck it out. That guy's great. During the first match, he was like, Oleg, just screaming Oleg as loud as he could. <laughs> like, half the match. It's so funny. So, anyway. All right. So, fishermen do a double team. Like, uh, you know, they do double teams better than United Empire here, which is very upsetting. But uh, Newman gets some sweet reversals on Goto. Shoto on Newman. He looks pretty good in this match, though. And Yoshihashi trash talks United Empire after the match to their faces. That's fucking I, weird. I would laugh in his face. <clears throat> Grodo Khan gets like an extended entrance, badass entrance here too, which is pretty gnarly. Uh, Yoshihashi dresses like, like I don't know, like a Ninja Turtle. But I wasn't going to write that he was dressed like Donatello. So I wrote, he was dressed like Domatello. <laughs> Give me that. Uh, <clears throat> he also had like white leopard print on, on him somewhere. Was yeah, that, what is that about? What the fuck is that? White <laughs> leopard print. Yoshi, dude, come on, man. So somewhere backstage, is he taking fashion tips from fucking Yo or something like? Uh, well, I think that somewhere backstage there is a leopard print fur coat just laying there that Yoshihashi brought for Goto to wear, but Goto was like, "No, <laughs> no, I won't do this. I won't do it. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous, man. Oh my god! All right, so next we have. Tiger Mask, Tomawaki Homer, El Desperado, and Shooter Umino. There we go. Despy's got some fucking cool friends today. No, no fucking dregs this time. Versus, <laughs> versus <laughs> no fucking Makabe up in there. Yo, yo. I'm warming to him, but I'm, I'm still not going to be like, yeah, it's the yo show. I'm not there yet, but he's entertaining me. That's enough. Yeah. Versus the House of Torture. All of them. We've got that fucking son of a bitch. Yoshinobu Kanemaru. <laughs> We've got Ren Narita with his push-up bra. Man, I wonder if that's going to fucking help win the match against... Uh, who's on the other team? Uh, Honma's there. Ah, uh, nope. Tiger's lower in the pecking order. All right. Mm. We got Evil as well. Dick Togo. Show. Oh, and fucking guy who never takes a fucking holiday, a break, a rest, or gets injured. Don't want you to get injured, though. It's Hichiro Takahashi as well. You know, but... Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you get injured when you coast all this time? Though? Yeah. I know. True. Did you notice that Chumpy Jr. is ref in this match? He's already jumped young Sakamoto in line. Like, already. This guy, I don't trust him, Luke. Did you also notice that uh, the best ref in the world wrestled probably like the fucking 
Mona Lisa of wrestling matches on this card? He refed it. Yeah, he did ref it. He did not wrestle in it. He wanted to. He refed it. They wouldn't let him give us give him a spot. No. He, so he, he asked if he could uh, get a couple spots in, and they were like, "No, no, 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 no!" <laughs> Can't wait to talk about Chumpy. Oh, oh <laughs> he was tremendous. I, anyway, this match is fun, but I knew as soon as I saw Tiger, as soon as I heard "Go, go, Tiger," I was like, "Yep, you're losing." Oh, and I also knew he'd be eating a push-up bra and getting pinned, and he does. Shock arrow. <laughs> Show gets the pin. Oh man, this is fun stuff. You know, it's the, the the commentators shit on it because it's like, oh, you really need to do that with Tiger Mask, dude. They don't do it because they need to. They do it because they're fucking pricks. Yeah, because they want to, and it's yeah. funny. it's funny to them. It so. it amuses them to win this way. It's amusing. It tickles them. That's why they all live together under one house. That's right. What damn dumbasses? Fucking hell. Don't you understand uh, how the house of torture works? Come on. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> Shooter, he runs right after Evil because Evil's just like, yep, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, Despy he spears show and gets his mask back. Yeah. Cuts a pro, pro, sick promo probably about how much Despy's a little bitch or something. It's probably awesome. <laughs> I don't write down Chris's translations sometimes, and I forget them. So just know Desperado's cool, and he said something cool. The end. Well, he no. accepted the the title match, so they are yeah. going to have a title match now. But he said a couple things about strong style. So I think what he was trying to say is that I better see the real show because you can't, you know, like basically like you're such a bitch, you can't beat me that way. You got to cheat. Why don't you fucking man up and actually wrestle? You know, I think yeah, that's kind of what it was about. He, he wants the old show, in other words. So, all right, I'll be, I'm into it. it will get us, we'll, the show will give us like some shades of old, old yeah. show and then Just suddenly little... break in the eye, fucking yeah. low blow or something. <laughs> right. I'm cool. Show us yeah. some, some of those gnarly Germans and power moves, then we did. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my jam. So, look, the only thing I don't like is Show takes the title, and I'm like, all right, House of Torture, we know you do that yeah. all the time. We've done that well, shit. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. getting old. And Evil has the uh, spray painted on fucking never title. You son <laughs> of a bitch. But, fine. hey, if Evil's going to take the title and do the House of Torture stuff, all right, do something different. Yeah. Like, take it up another notch and double down on me and go, oh, you don't like that we're doing the House of Torture stick with... Well, a group that you like, like you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Fine, we're gonna have him deface it and throw it around and treat it like a piece of garbage. I'm like, fuck, kind of like this story now. All right, I'm well, I was <laughs> I was watching that match in Japanese commentary, right? And so when the push up bra made its uh, appearance, all of a sudden commentary push up bra. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. They scream that as loud as they can, like it's a move, and that is awesome. So oh yeah, I, they're selling. They're selling House of Torture the way that. that uh, yeah, I don't know, man. A lot of people hate them, but they work. It was really funny. They so uh, anyway, next week we have uh, just five guys versus Los Gobernables de Hapon, and that is uh, all of the guys that are in those. Uh, team so i'm not going to name them all you know who they are shingo and taichi start and just five guys try to get shingo in their corner and he escapes and kind of like runs away in a funny way which is pretty good he's like he's like oh, <laughs> get off of me you know like that kind of thing so lij they isolate taka but he's crafty and he keeps getting his shit in and i really like that 
And the two youths part two continue as Yuya and Suji try to make this a uh, singles match. <laughs> it's just fucking of course stuff. they do. They can't sell, can't stop, uh, you know, attacking each other. Yuya's all fuck your arm, and Suji's like, stay off my arm, bro. So Doki and Hiromu tag in, and they do their tremendous running the ropes wrestling. The apron bomb spot develops again. You know, last time Doki did the acai moonsault to get out of it. This time Hiromu doesn't fall for that. And they end up in, you know, on the ring, like apron trading suplexes in the ring, which is fucking great. So the champ and the challenger tag back in and Sonata instantly gets the paradise lock and the crowd goes silent. They do not like it. No, they don't. <laughs> They're fucking pissed. I, I like that bit because Sonata does it. Does it. And then kicks him out of it fast. So it wasn't all about it wasn't about leaving him in there and humiliating him. It was just about him proving a point like I can fucking do this to you anytime. Just bang. It's cool. just so funny that the crowd was pissed. So and then and then of course they're happy when Nido spits in Sonata's face. So. Oh my god. Oh man. Tranquilo to woes from the crowd. <laughs> go crazy for it so funny so bushi interferes and we get some cool lig lij team moves from uh those guys from him and naito it's bushi versus sonata at the end just five guys team up to do their scrum yakuza kick and it's just five boots springing or swinging cold skull and bushi taps out standoff in the ring after the match they tease all kinds of singles matches they're about to have and taichi takes his pants off and it fucking rules <laughs> yes hell yeah it does man Did, yeah this was a really cool match in a series of really cool matches and all of them have had kind of distinct finishes too and they don't always and another thing i like about it is it's not always all right bushi it's your turn okay taka it's your turn and you know pretty much flip back and forth all right and then maybe now doki's turn or something you know They've been mixing up. Who gets pinned? Hiromu got pinned. Gets pinned in one thing, you know. Like uh, you, Yuya got pinned by Suji in one of these. Uh, all this kind of shit. So they've been. Not only have they been mixing up. Uh, I don't know. I, it, it just usually when these kind of feuds happen over a period of time, you're just like, come on, just lay the fuck down, Bushi, and hurry <laughs> up. You know, something like that. It's never been anything like that. It's, I, I kind of like that. Then, the, the, apart, apart from maybe like. You know, Naito <laughs> and Sonata. It almost feels like everyone's up for grabs, kind of in 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 the in the in the, in the finishes. So I, I like it. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, this is all an extension too of the Techers versus you know Lij feud from way back. So I mean, it's all that it's all that same thing. You know, it's just missing Zack Saber Jr., which is okay. He's doing his own thing. He's doing fine. Luke, yeah. what did you think of the historical match? video package that we saw before the next match i liked it i thought it was great it kind of shows shows their journey through the years of these two uh like the best champs ever clashing over the years i thought it was pretty good what do you think it gets you a little misty eyed at all during this match really little you got a little something in your eye during this something yeah and then then that little something I feel a little bit better about it because like talent oh. comes out and he doesn't have those fucking stupid ass armbands on. <laughs> he also comes out to high energy, but we can't hear it because of the stupid <laughs> rights or whatever. So it's it's there. <laughs> <hearing>. <laughs> oh. 
they just played go ace instead but i mean you know the crowd was hearing high energy and i was hearing high energy in my head because like the commentary was freaking out about it they were like holy shit high energy we just saw push-up brawl and now we're seeing high energy oh my god you know so now now i imagine milana was like uh high energy it was like that you know i mean there was someone right behind him screaming but the toilets are smelly but uh, <laughs> couldn't hear him. couldn't hear it very much oh man i'd love it if like one of the people in osaka was so drunk they're like you know five forever and a couple minutes later the toilet stinks <laughs> five forever toilet stink no it's tanahashi toilet stinks tanahashi that's what it is that's right that's fun so do you do you want to all right i'll do this match it's it's my next anyway listen i thought this was pretty good mr andy i don't think it's their best match and also i'm gonna sound i don't know how to say this uh, maybe I've been noticing over, over the last bit. Maybe other people have too, but this is like maybe the first time I saw these two wrestle and like, all right, Tanahashi. I think you're... He's Get getting older. Old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A He's a little... So what I like about older Tanahashi is yes sometimes he could pull out the aces high in this match it's fucking incredible uh you know and he can pull out the bag of tricks that everyone knows and loves some of them looked a little slow a little longer to get into position <laughs> and things like that what i attack i might have taken and i understand why they did it like this it's their last match together as both of them active members of new japan and they're gonna get all the hits in and all that kind of stuff but i think Maybe I might have preferred to see crafty Tanahashi, if that makes sense. Someone who's like a little bit more crafty. I don't know. Rather than, uh, you know, someone who... I like the... uh, I guess with older Tanahashi, I like the uh, work smarter, not harder. Because I see him do the aces high, and I love it every time. And it's an incredible move. I see him in this match. And every time I see it now, last few years, I'm just like, that was amazing. Don't do it again. I mean... It's fine. <laughs> it's the last time with a Carter, though, so get the fucking high fly flow. All right. I like this match. It It's pretty much like a 15-minute distillation of what they do best. And, yes, I've just put down Tanahashi a little bit, but the match is, is really good. It's a lot better than the next match. <laughs> so, spoiler alert. But uh, it's... Also got like this cast of emotion over it as well. So even if it isn't like their biggest five star banger ever, it's like it's got that element to it. It's like when you watch like the last Muda match, you know it's not going to have like a technical. Right, it's not, Muda's not. That gonna... match was awesome, though. and it's, that match is awesome, and <laughs> yeah, I love it. So awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, fucking hell yeah, absolutely. So I like this, and then you remind me as I'm watching this that this isn't Okada's last fucking night. Uh, he's got like. A couple more dates going so yeah i was i I was still expecting tanahashi to win for some reason i don't know maybe it's because he's the president and the champion i don't know but uh but no they they want to send the rainmaker out on a high which happens sometimes rarely occasionally in wrestling uh i guess like he wants to leave and new japan doesn't want to burn its bridges who has the bigger dick now they're they're 
they're kissing his ass with with oh the, yeah with the dick. Oh, yeah. they're like oh the dick's not so big it's not it's not that big you know what i mean it's not as big as yours that's kind of what's going on all right so there's one point in this match i would have ended it and i would have been absolutely satisfied but i don't mind how it plays out but tanahashi gets this really cool roll up and i was like oh here we go and yeah it's a kick out at two point the closest to three 2.99999 you can get infinite infinitum you know that's how fucking good that kick out was uh but you know there, it, it's a rainmaker and a one two three and a giant bear hug by both men after the match both men crying and stuff it's an amazing yeah good stuff yeah Tanahashi taps out to the bear hug after the match, but because <laughs> he's patting on the back of the like, hug. Kenta Sato's like, no, it's not a match, you know. So, <laughs> the match um, is over. <laughs> I like this a lot. Um, I think that if we were more familiar, like if we were studious when it comes to all the Tanahashi Okada matches over the years, we would know the messages being sent by every series that happens in this match because I think it's one of those yeah. matches where like you know, basically they built off everything they had done in the past, just like you would normally do. But this was like a closing of the book kind of thing. Um, I thought it was interesting that the Osaka crowd was like, oh my God, we're here to see Okada's last match. What are you doing? Are you trying to hurt Tanahashi? Boo! (laughs) Yeah. They booed him a bunch of times, but they also kind of booed Tanahashi. You know, it's funny how in some situations they get pissed. But then when it's the Bouye spot, it's yay yay. You know what I mean? So like I thought I thought the kind of like dynamic of the crowd was really fun. This crowd made the show really great. You know, like he tried a shitty pin on Tanahashi. Boo! Like with just his foot, you know, <laughs> the crowd boos him. <laughs> Kenta Sato would have wouldn't count it either. <laughs> anyway. I liked it at the end, you know, they both kind of like gather around the lion mark you know and okada actually like bows to it and you know cries alone in the ring and there's just like massive chance as he heads to the back an emotional wreck so did the crowd chant louder for that or when naito spat into another <laughs> think naito you know but uh but the booze were louder for for uh God. Anyway, so, all right. Was it louder than the silence of Sonata putting him in the paradise? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The silence was deafening. But right. uh, Luke, next we have a tag title match for one of the pair of boot belts. Oh, it's the IWGP title belts that I went back and put after the match. <laughs> Why the couldn't match. it be the fucking strong stanks and then Chase and Kenta can fuck off to America for a while? So ELP and Hikaleo, the champs, versus Chase Owens and Kenta. So ELP, he gives one belt to a little kid and one to some lady. The drunk fan is the only one chanting for Kenta. They're like, one guy in the back is just wasted, like, Kenta, Kenta. And so ELP wins the chant battle, but he gets a few people to join him later. ELP starts a Kenta chant for himself, but it's for Kenta Sato. Boo. So, oh, that's like this. That was a high spot of this match. So we get a little tit for tat wrestling from Kenta and ELP. It devolves into a fight. Oh, no. When Chase, he gets in the double team. There's a double clothesline from Hikaleo. Big tag moves for the, for the champs. But uh, big moonsault. But no, Kenta does a cheap trick and takes over. This is a match that I am watching. 
there are some exciting spots. Like there are some clunky spots. The issue is I just don't care what happens. So uh, Kenta. I hits don't want a- this match the fucking <laughs> first time. Kenta does hit an insane looking knee on Hikaleo late in the match, which is pretty great. He tries to do the GTS on him for some reason. It just doesn't work at all because he's huge. And I like all all like Hikaleo has to do is like stand up if he's up on someone's shoulders. You know what I mean? All he has to do is just like put his legs down and he's standing. So it doesn't work. Anyway, uh he tries DTS, doesn't work. Choke slam, assisted splash, Hikaleo pins Kenta, but no! Chase Owens pulls the ref. Oh my god. He takes out Giotto on the outside. No, but Ishimori appears and hits the boys with the belts. Kenta pins Hikaleo for the win. And everybody celebrates because that match is over. So I think we were we were talking about this with Ian. Like I was just saying, like, New Japan just has nothing for Kenta, do they? I, I know they just gave him the tag titles. But they just got nothing for Kenta, do they? Like, here's a guy that fucking broke his body having absolute fucking masterclasses with Tanahashi and Naito, two of your top boys. And he's in a tag team with a dude you and I don't care about. And we haven't seen him for ages. And this is what he does. What could we have done different? Fucking... Anything. Anything. Yeah. It's going to be all right, Luke. (laughs) But now this makes me feel like, all right, Kenta and Chase are staying. All right, cool. Kenta's staying. Fine. Awesome. Chase Chase is on the fucking flight even before the fucking, he's picked up the phone. Like, he's already booked the flight, you know. He knows. So he's always going to be there. But Kenta's around, fine, I'll take it. But does this mean, even though now they've got the st- they've still got the stank strong belts, that ELP and Hikaleo are just going to piss off to America for a while? No. Stop doing that. I know you live there and have families, but stop it. Who cares? I don't especially, care about that. Especially El Fantasma. I want him, I want him sticking around, man. Like, yeah, but, I mean, he's not going anywhere. I well, don't so know. I mean, I... We... Sorry, man. You Can care way too much about this. Can, like, this is also feels like the second feud for the tag titles in a row that we've had, where it's like, oh, um, or we've had this done recently, like, oh, you beat us for these titles. Uh, oh, sorry, you you defeated, you defended these titles, uh, but you've got two, so now we're challenging for the other ones. Whoa, stop it! Ah. I mean, I don't know why you're so why you care about it, but at all. But anyway, <laughs> the uh, it's like who gives a shit. But the um, I think this is a transition championship yeah. to get the titles back on Fisherman or maybe Tanahashi and Ishii. So I mean, that's Ooh. you know, I mean, Tanahashi's got a fucking belt. Yeah, he's the president saying. though. So you I know. said maybe. Jesus, I love that idea. But then I was like, but Tanahashi's your gold. <laughs> I want Tanahashi versus Ishii for it? I want, I don't know. For the Just tag belts? Yeah. So, well, that was, you know, I, I don't care about that match. It happened. That's not what matters. Right. There's It's the other stuff that happens on this show that matters. All right, Mr. Guy. So here we are. The fucking fireworks factory. I know you watched this. You got the chance to watch this a couple times, I think. I, I only got to see this 
once, so I might lean on you for a bit. But uh, here we go. Fucking hell. Yeah, this is like watching a wrestling painting or something like this. Is just <laughs> all right. It is Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson. It is their second. Oh, all right, it's their fourth match. You see it in the video package and stuff. Technically, it's their fourth, but this is their second big time match. So, uh, when the first one happened, uh, Wrestle Dream, I think it was, where yes. and Brian won with a pin. So, uh, here's the rematch. <clears throat> so, ah, man, just this is the style of like the start of this is the style of technical wrestling. Like, I get a lot when I see like Great Khan doing mat work and shit. And it's just, it's these two. Just, the crowd's going nuts for this, by the way. I can't, I can't fucking believe it either. This is nuts. Just they fucking... like every movement. The crowd's going up and down with it's bonkers. Because so. everyone here has signed on for this. You know, they know what they're going to get when these two are in the ring, and they've hopefully watched the Wrestle Dream match. So it's. The first half of this match, by the way, as we've already said, the greatest referee of all time, referee Marty Asami, yeah, is refereeing this match too. By the way, mm-hmm. so the first half of this match is technical mat mat based work, just mixed in with amazing storytelling beats and things like that. Uh, Zack Saber Jr. is 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 pissed off because you know. Brian wanted the fucking pin, son of a bitch, you know. And uh, Brian, he, he, the, the story here is he doesn't respect Zack Sabre Jr. He doesn't think he's he's all that. And it's these two men just jockeying for position. Just man, it it's too it's too. Te- what are they doing, Mister Guy? What are they doing? <laughs> There's like a part of this match where I'm just like. That's not even a botch. I think this is like part of the fucking story because Zach Zach Saber Jr. He fucks up, which allows like because the first part of this match they can't get one up on the other. It's too even. Zach Saber Jr. is the first to make a mistake, and Brian fucking torches him. It is fucking gnarly. The thing this. This man does to Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. is like the, a taller guy. It's like it, it's like seeing Tom Cruise Reacher standing next to the fucking TV Reacher. Like that's the height difference. But it, it never feels like that because most of the match doesn't matter how tall you are on the ground. And for most of this match, mostly these two men are on the ground. And it's just, all right, I'm going to twist you up this way. Now nah, I'm out of it. Now I'm going to twist you this way. <laughs> I'm out of it. And it's, that's the first, what I think is the first half of this match. It's 30 minutes, and the first 15 minutes is them barely any strikes. There's some just to transition from one thing to the next, but most of it is just... And it's not... See, the be- the best part of this is it doesn't have Mr. Guy, it doesn't have... It's not smooth. Now they do some. It, it just it flows. They don't fuck up. Like I mean, it, what I say is like, like there's extra stank to everything. It looks like it hurts, right? Yes. So like everything they're doing is it that like Brad Armstrong like so smooth as silk kind of thing, 
where it's so good it looks like it doesn't hurt. This is like rough as guts, as you would say, where it looks like dude's grabbing a leg and starts yanking on it. That looks like it fucking hurts bad. And the guy whose leg's getting yanked on is acting like it hurts really bad. And he doesn't want any part of it. Go, He wants to get to the next thing so that he can get in, in position. And, you know, it all kind of changes when Zack Sabre Jr. gets this, like, leg injury thing. What did you think of that? <laughs> I, I thought it was great. Uh, at one point, something had to give with one of these two. It couldn't just be them being even Steven. Someone had to take control. And, yeah, it was it was Zack Sabre Jr. I don't know. Would Zack Sabre, would, would Zack Sabre Jr. from a few years ago have done that kind of story? I don't know. I feel like he's better in every way from doing his trademark submission stuff, but also strikes, selling, being a character. Like, all of this is just fucking... It's been locked in for ages. I think Tai Chi must have helped him bring yes. his character out too, Tai-Chi. right? Come on, man. You're hanging out with Tai Chi on that time. Tech is for life. But yeah, it's rough as fucking guts. And that's just the map-based stuff they're doing to each other. Because then, it start, then, then they decide... Oh, it's just not nasty enough. By the way, one of the fucking submission moves on, he's, uh, Brian's got on. Zach makes the ropes. Chumpy's like, one, two, three, four, and fucking Brian, stone cold, fucking looks at him with these fucking blue eyes and goes, I've got to five. And I'm just like, I'm fucking scared of this motherfucker. Holy shit. <laughs> it's just when, cool as uh... a- Cool as a cucumber. I've got to five. (laughs) Well, that's, you know, that's something he's always done. But I thought that the, like, it was interesting how Marty would interject himself because Marty was like, he would get like, hey, don't do, well, I mean, okay, but, you know, don't do that. No, well, all right. You know, he was kind of hands off a little bit as if, you know, like Red Shoes would be. And, you know, he's, he's trying out for the main event. But one of the things that made me laugh so hard is that Zach gets this leg injury thing and starts selling it and everybody thinks he's really hurt including marty saw me who walks over goes you okay zach (laughs) and i just started laughing i thought that was so funny i experienced that that means what they're doing is right working it's working right so when even marty asami's gone hey wait a minute uh so (laughs) uh and and then it just f- fucking progressively builds from there. So, all right, here's a kick. More mat-based wrestling. Then it's more kicks and strikes. Then more mat-based stuff. All right, so, Mr. Guy, yeah. take us from the fucking, like, the second half of this match. Because, well, once, mm-hmm. yeah. Once Zach gets that leg injury, it starts to kind of change. Because Zach, it, it's like before that, we didn't know who was the heel and who was the face. Although oh, yeah. I have to say, man, the Osaka crowd treated Zack Sabre Jr. like he was from Osaka because this is New Japan. Fuck you, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. That's kind of the, how the crowd was towards uh, you know Brian Danielson. So, <clears throat> so these two like played into that. So as soon as Zack's leg starts hurting, well, Daniel Bryan pounces on it and he's like, "Oh, what's that you got there?" A leg? I am going to break it. And so he's got all this fuck your leg shit going on and kicking his leg and all this stuff. But Zach is a heavyweight. All right. He isn't, I mean, he's not, 
he has fighting spirit more than Daniel Bryan. He has more machismo. He's got that thing inside him. So like he, like when the strikes start to come, he really mans up and says, I want them. Or for example, a couple of times he'll go for a rope break, you know, and Marty's like, get the ropes, get the ropes. And he's like, no, I don't need a rope break. And gets out of it a different way. There's like a bunch of fucking incredible. (laughs) It's so cool, man. There's a bunch of cool shit like that. I love that. You know, Brian uses the ropes to start doing some fuck your leg, and Marty is not okay with that in the crowd. No, no, no. They are pissed, which is so great. I just love it. Um, you know, this is great too because Brian Danielson, he starts to get into his like Mexican surfboard thing, right? And he puts that on Zack Sabre Jr. And Marty looks right in his eyes and asks him, give up, which I shit my pants because he was yelling, give up the whole match. You know what I mean, because there every other second was some hold that looked like this. Somebody was going to die. So he was every five seconds going, give up, give up, give up. I've never great. heard somebody gives up, give up to the match. It, it was oh, a God. lot. So. These guys do all this like rolling reverse cravat bullshit, and it's it's just nuts. And and this is something where Zack Saber Jr. had been trying to get his neck crank on earlier in the match. Well, he finally gets it here, you know, and starts a comeback. So he gets another one and a drop kick and a cravat of doom. Um, but Daniel Bryan gets the rope break right, and it's a dirty break. Marty does not like that. Slaps from Brian. They, he does a running drop kick to Zack Sabre Jr.'s leg. And one fan keeps trying to start the no chant. That drunk guy, he's like, no, no, no. That's just great. So, Marty. But as soon as Brian in certain areas does this. Yeah. it's it, Yeah, that happens. But this was funny because Marty looked up at that fan and he was like, oh, that's not for me. Oh, okay. Because he thought it was the <laughs> no, 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 no chant. That's what he thought. So, uh, anyway. There's <laughs> so these two get no the, <laughs> they get in a leg hold across from each other and start slapping the shit out of each other, of course. And Brian laughs and he spits in Zack Saber Jr.'s face twice. That's Nido shit, man. So, but it, he's just leaning into the heel stuff. So they just yeah. fuck each other up, man. And they roll onto the apron. And oh man, it's like you guys. You're in the leg clutch. You're rolling towards the apron. Are you going to do it? But no, Zack Sabre Jr., they like unhook before he tumbles to the floor right in the perfect spot to get hit with the soaring knee, you know, um, which is That's good the first time they go outside. That's yeah. the oh, first yeah. time. Well, this isn't that kind of match, really. Yeah. And we're going to get a lot of that here in a minute. So I'm pretty sure there's been zero pins attempted as well. So, so I know. I they know. get a, a very realistic looking headbutt fight on the top rope, which you don't want to see that with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> it's like, no, stop it. Oh, man, that was scary. But Bryan slips out from under Zach, pushes him onto the top rope, balls first, right? And there's a top rope Saito suplex for two. That's a dangerous suplex. What are yeah, you is. doing? He Motherfucker. hit Zack Sabre Jr. with the dangerous suplex. That's against the dangerous. wall. Oh, man. So we get the, like, you know, ROH elbows in the middle of the ring, a cattle mutilation, but Zack Sabre Jr. counters it immediately. He's oh, ready yeah. for that. Of course, he's ready he uses for that. It. So they get a couple, like, you know, New Japan reversals. Boom. Zack Driver! And that oh, was great. <laughs> 
So, and uh, the crowd stomping their feet for when the you know Brent Daniel Bryan kicks out of that one. We get a PK, a PK, a third, but Brian dodges. He they, he runs right into a triangle from Zack Saber Jr. and Brian gets brutal hitting like insane elbow strikes on Zack Saber Jr. from the full mount. And Marty looks at Zack Saber Jr. And goes, "Hey, you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> He's got a guy on top of him just doing that to him. And Marty's like, hey, you okay? <laughs> oh, man. That made me Give laugh. up? <laughs> now, it stops from Daniel Bryan, and he tries the boner lock. They call it the LaBelle lock on commentary, but it's yeah, come the on, boner man. lock in Japan. Come on. But it turns into something else. They roll into all kinds of wacky holds. Beetle blasters from Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes. And Zach, uh, he shows his fighting spirit. He wants more. Fuck your kicks. I want more. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> he kicks him uh, a couple more times. A Connor roll into the backward rolling fish out of water sequence. The, the, the crowd is like stomping their feet, oohing and on. And Zach hits a third PK wrapping up that sequence there that he had tried at the beginning. We get a booyé. It escalates into a clutch and then surprise psycho knee from Brian. More rolling pins. It gets very, very complicated and very hard to follow here at the end. Zack Sabre Jr. does get the three during this with like some wacky roll up. And Zack wins, but not with a submission, leaving room for one more match. And there is respect after the match. So uh, I love that. For me... I've been dreaming of seeing Daniel Bryan wrestle in New Japan for many years. This is like I know he was he was at Wrestle Kingdom. I count that. I don't really count Wrestle Dream as a New Japan match. So this is the second time I've gotten to see you know my favorite wrestler ever wrestle in my favorite company, and uh, I think it lived up to the hype. It would have been cool if I have one criticism. It would have been cool if this was the main event on a night with less other shit going on. I think it could have been a bigger match if that were the case, but I'm not mad. I'm just, that's just the devil's advocate point there for you. Yeah, no, I get it. I love this match. Usually it's the uh, goofy, silly matches that I might put in my, uh, you know, go-to rotation of matches that I like to rewatch. This is, sometimes I like to put like, you know, New Japan, New Japan matches, like, in that. So, you know, like the Tai Chi Ibushi and all that kind of stuff, you know, uh, lots of never matches, <laughs> Shingo Cobb, you know, that kind of shit. I'm putting this, like, in that slot too. So okay. this is going to be a match I revisit for a very long time. I loved it. It's, yeah, perfect, kind of, yeah. I mean, kinda perfect. it's like... I think if it if it was the end of the feud like kind of thing, I think maybe you'd be close to that perfection level. But yeah. I mean, it's like it's. I think that because it leaves a little more, it's like okay, what's next? You know, at least that's the way I felt about it. You know, um, I'm man, I I'm so happy just talking about it. <laughs> it's so fun. Oh man! All right, Luke. So this main event is something special, right? Mm. And it is called the Dog Pound Cage Match. But we get an intermission here because they got to build a fucking cage. And we get like this recap of all the violence between the two teams that has happened, like this video package. But they weren't exactly sure how long it would take to, you know, to set up the cage. So they had all these video packages. They're like, well, let's just run them all, even though 
the cage is already up. So we get a lot of time there. And I was shocked to see Marty Asami out there with like a little vest on, put the cage up all by himself. I couldn't believe it. Super Marty. He's the best, man. By the way, that cage, dear listeners, if you haven't seen this match, which is kind of weird, we're very niche. Like, why would you listen to it? Oh, never mind. Uh, <clears throat> the cage looks like someone grabbed all the extra bits of blue railing yes. that were used <laughs> for the railing and then just legoed them together until you've got like a fence that's about Hikaleo height. And boom, there's your cage. The cage, like you, you we we traded some jokes here, man. We made fun of it a little bit when we first saw it. Then the match starts, and I totally forgot about the tiny height of the cage soon thereafter and had a good time. Yeah, it, it like is actually really smart, the cage, because the way when you're looking at it from hard cam, the cage doesn't block your view of the ring at all. At all. So you can see everything that's going on in the ring, and yet there's a cage. I was really, like like you said, when we saw it, we were like, oh, it's a fucking fence match or whatever, because it looks like a fence, you know? But I, as the match went on and the way they used the cage, I mean, it was pretty cool, man. I think it could have been a little tighter around the ring maybe, because it, it was like an oval around the ring. It wasn't like yeah. squared off, which also made it look like something you'd put your dog in in the backyard. But, you know, at the same time, you know, we're not putting Wilma in cages. You cannot cage Wilma. So, you know, I understand. But uh, Marty was just a hero, you know, but he's not going to ref this match because he doesn't want any part of this shit. It is Red Shoes. And this match is Will Ospreay's last New Japan match. It's United Empire versus Bullet Club, the Dog Pound Cage match. Um, Finley and Will Ospreay are out first. And there is a huge reaction for osprey i mean like fucking another level of over i mean it is unbelievable how much the crowd loves him and they sing his name over the song and everything it's fucking nuts man so all right i see that this match i was watching this you know but i could tell it was going to be long right Mm -hmm. you know i didn't know how long um, but it's like one of those matches that you're thinking, okay, this is going to be a, like an hour or something like that. It's a little longer than that, I think. So I think it's too long. That's something I got to get out of the way right away. And I'll tell you when we can cut shit because there's a lot of shit they could have cut. But another reason I knew this match was going to be long is because this is really cool. Will grabs the mic and he's like, okay, every two minutes somebody's going to come out. But two minutes isn't enough. I want 10 minutes with you right now, and then the next people can come out. And Finley is a heel, so we can't give him what he wants. No. But but he wants to fight him, too, for a little bit. So he wants it a little bit, too. So he's like, you know what? I'll give you five minutes. (laughs) Tremendous. I really at his best. (laughs) So... So they fight on the outside, do spots on the cage, and it's sturdy, the cages. So they do some tremendous pro wrestling. When those two wrestle, it's always good. So yeah. I I would like to see more of them just wrestling, you know, but that's not what we're getting here. So Drilla Baloney is out next. <clears throat> and he, so he's walking out, but where's he at? Where's he at? And um, he has Newman, and he's choking him, which distracts Will. 
So then Finley kills Will with the chair while Baloney handcuffs Newman to the cage. But tell me, what was Drilla uh, Baloney had a uh, interesting like piece of accoutrement? Did you see this? <laughs> Damn, our, uh, our lexicon's going off tonight. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, he was wearing a fucking bandolier with forks in it. <laughs> and to tell you the truth, and the army pants, they've all got army pants. Like, they, yeah. like the war dogs are here for war. <laughs> so uh, I have to admit, he looks both simultaneously goofy as shit and kind of badass at the same time. I like it. I guess the idea is that when Akira sees that, he's going to be scared, right? I mean, because oh, that's, yeah. like, that's like the weakness of, uh, you know, Night Empire is that Akira's scared. And that's an important part of this match, right? So he comes out with the, the fucking fork bandolero, and, and these guys fuck the shit up out of uh, fuck the shit out of uh, they fuck up United Empire. Nobody's fucking anybody. That's okay, great, yeah. so Hanare is out to uh, next, so he's the he's the first United Empire out uh, to help Osprey. Right, he comes out to a good reaction. Good. Crowd chances name is he takes out Bullet Club, and Will's like recovered at this point. So he and Hanare. They do some sick tandem moves on Finley. It's pretty cool. Next, we have Clark Connors out, all right? And he has barbed wire wrapped around one of his hands, and he hits Will in the head, and Will's head turns all red. No. <laughs> Everybody's head's turning all red in this match. So, anyway, TG. Really? Because I feel like Nare's dressed like Dark Man by the end of the match. Oh. <laughs> Dark Man, tremendous movie, by the way. That's a great Love movie. that movie, man. It's so good. Sam Raimi, right? Yeah, and hell yeah. So TJP is our next out, and he wraps barbed wire around his foot and does the boot scrapes, causing Connor's head to turn all red. It's all red. And so I've never seen the boot scrapes do that before. <laughs> so everybody's brawling all around. They're fighting during these you know spots on the ring. Or while there's spots going on in the ring, everyone else is just fighting. <laughs> it's so funny because like all this shit's going on. Camera guys like looking over here, and then he just gets a shot of Newman just fucked sitting there, like handcuffed <laughs> in the cage. Like I can't do shit. So the big like you know important like I guess tell us what about Alex the Android coming out because this is hilarious. It's pretty fun. By the way, by the way, Callum isn't like it's not like he's standing up and cuffed. No, no he's, he's just, just laying fucking down. lay there. Lay there the whole fucking time. My fucking android comes out. How does he come out? Oh, with the chairs, yeah, yeah. He just comes out with his arms outstretched like this, and there's fucking like ten chairs on each. Like I I definitely know who I want to be. My fucking furniture removalist. It's it's fucking it's the android. Well, he's great during teardown. Oh. I mean, like, are you kidding me? You want the android out there during teardown. Look at all the chairs he can carry in one go. You know, so. Yeah, right. Oh, oh, oh my man. God. So he comes out with all these chairs. It's, you know, it's fucking Chairbot 5000. It's so funny. And he starts <laughs> he starts killing dudes with all these huge power moves. So Finley hits Newman with a chair for no reason. So he's just near him and it's like, fuck you. <laughs> so, <laughs> something else we forgot to mention. Okay, so 
this is kind of cool. The the like door that's open that people can come and go from is actually facing the entrance. So we get to see over the cage into the ring behind it, the open door with, you know, Kenta Sato is manning that. And, you know, we all know that we're headed towards the match beyond and we're not there yet. But uh, so um, I thought this was interesting. So Finley hits uh, Newman with the chair for no reason. They lawn dart. TJP into the cage. The android does it. So, and then they bury him in chairs. And Hanari's like, "Oh, what's all this then?" And he gets <laughs> he is DVD'd right onto the pile of chairs with TJP under it. Nasty, nasty. So, um, next, this is actually one of my favorite parts of this match, and and the part I was most looking forward to because we hear Akira's music, and we're like, "Okay, is he going to be scared? How's this going to work out? Is United Empire going to break up?" Is the podcast ending? We don't know. So Akira, <laughs> he comes out. He's a fucking on fire. He immediately climbs up the cage like he's a you know cat. Just whoop, 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 and he jumps off the cage and hits a huge crossbody on everybody. He oh punches Finley a bunch of times and then kills him with a kendo stick. Just it, he like shreds the kendo stick on him and the crowd's like yes. Like, and and Akira is so fired up and he's not scared at all. You know, he throws a chair at Finley, but Connor spears him right through a table. Table. Oh, my God. Whoops. So now he's laying down. There's a lot of this, like, you know, big action, downselling. Big action, downselling. That's kind of everyone's, you know, job in this match. So next, we have Gate Kid out, and he has a cart filled with chairs and tables and stuff and, you know, garbage cans, bottles and cans. Just clap your hands. Just clap your hands. And, uh. He gets a ladder out after hitting everybody with chairs, all right? Bullet Club pose as we hear the final countdown, all right? Meaning not the song, but the final person's going to join the match, right? Um, so, uh, which, by the way, Daniel Bryan did come out to his shitty AEW music, not Final Countdown or, you know, Fly the Valkyries. So, anyway, next uh, person to come out is the last person to come out. It is Jeff Cobb. He hits huge power moves on everybody. It's awesome. He no-sells kendo shots from Finley. It teams up with Will to beat up Finley even more. He gets a, a big near fall on Finley, and that's the first pin of the match, I guess. So. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you win, is you win the match by pinning but the only way you can pin is once everybody's in. So now like all games. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is. So now we go to the match beyond, you know, so Kenta Sato's chaining up the cage door. All right. But, and, and that causes us to miss something that happens. Cobb and Android are just doing awesome big man shit, but we miss some of it. Cause we got to see a close up of Kenta Sato, you know, uh, you know, chain in the door close. So the match beyond has begun. And Connors ends up doing a tremendous table bump right here, which is really cool. So he was bumping all over the place. Like he gets shoved through a table and it's like a head kind of goes into it a little bit, but it doesn't quite break all the way. So he just kind of goes backwards and just falls out of the ring. <laughs> it's, it's great. So, the uh, comical selling of these guys. You know, for example, oh, amazing. at one point, Jeff Cobb's throwing the android around and the android is done with that part of the spot. So he's supposed to get out of the ring. So he like he like hits the mat, comes back up and goes, fuck you. And like sells to the outside. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, I love that. So Gabe Kid, he does a super dangerous Terry Funk spot with this ladder. Luke, tell me about the ladder spinning ladder spot. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, has everyone seen uh, the Three Stooges? Uh, I hope so. 
they're not, they're not bad. Yeah, see, you already did them earlier. Because Gabe Kidd, he puts the ladder in, like, he puts his head through the middle of the ladder, and he's like, oh, I'm hitting this guy. And then the other guy has to kind of, like, move into the way of it. So it's like, oh, now I'm hit too. So it is a comical slapstick moment that's supposed to be violent, but actually I kind of like there were little moments of this match that just gave me a bit of a chuckle and a laugh because otherwise, like, this is kind of a bloodthirsty match and so you needed little bits and pieces like that to make you go either holy shit or, all right, that's, that's pretty hilarious. And he's a madman, you know. He runs this. Ah, shit. That's what he says. Uh, I, I think that you know, normally that spot you don't go with that fast. You give people a chance to get in between. Oh no, the man! Ladder. This motherfucker is just going a million miles an hour, and people are having to give up and go. Oh, okay, you know, like jump in there. So luckily, no one was killed. Uh, but <laughs> that's uh, this is not even close to the dangerous shit. Most dangerous shit that happens in this match, though. So. Anyway, uh, so we get a big, uh, what do we get here? The War Dog Heavies get a big uh, bunch of spots together. And then Will builds a ladder bridge between the cage <laughs> and the apron, right? That won't, that won't, like, you know, blow up in his face later. So Will yeah. and Finley, they wrestle for a bit. It's excellent. And Akira gets a drop-toe hold. He gets drop-toe holded into a chair by the, the juniors. And then the suplexed onto a chair and the camera misses it, sadly. And it's one of those deals where the chair's open, just like a chair sitting there. <laughs> and it gets suplexed into it. And it's like, fuck, that's got to be shitty for the person taking it. Oh, camera, yeah. Camera missed it. Oh, uh, Camera been really pretty, uh, pretty, usually pretty good in New Japan. Uh, I'll, get, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate and say they're really not used to filming cage matches, are they? No. So... The way they had the cameras set up, they had cameras outside of the cage, a couple of them, right? They had one roaming cam inside the cage and then the hard cam. So they had enough coverage and everything, and I like that they had everything on one side. Like, they were following the, like, 180-degree rule to some extent, which wrestling never does. So I really thought that they did a good job there. It's just, like, there's so much going on, and... These guys are not necessarily used to wrestling this big kind of match where when when it's a New Japan multi-man tag match, it's obvious when the action's going to happen and when the next spot's going to happen and stuff like that. With this, it's kind of chaotic, and sometimes stuff just happens out of nowhere, and you're not really sure. And I, I, you know, I know people love this match. I think it's the greatest thing ever. I don't agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not that I didn't love it. I loved a lot of things about it. I just, it gets a little much and we'll get to it. We're almost there. So anyway, all right. So Gabe kid, he does the funk uh, spot. And uh, let's see here. Camera guy misses that spot uh, where Kira gets uh, suplexed. And then TJP appears in a mask and a grass skirt looking thing. And he and Akira team up. Oh man, we get some super fun. Everyone's involved spots. That's fun. Uh, Hinari reappears and um, he looks like uh, in a cartoon when someone has a sore tooth. That's what it looks like. He's got like this giant wrap on his head. Now he'd been missing for a while. I try, I watched this match again. I tried to find where he got like taken out. What we hear is that he was bleeding profusely. So either he got hit with something that we didn't see, or maybe he, you know, went a little too hard gigging. I don't know. But he was bleeding so bad that the doctor was like in there. <laughs> so that's, it was wild. 
Anyway, thoughts, man. <laughs> fucking nuts. Yeah, I mean, this this match is going to be legendary for many reasons, oh, you know. But it's fine. Yeah, everybody's in the ring. We get a five on five barking standoff. So Will and Finley alone in the ring eventually for a big Bouye spot. Connor Spears, uh, Will Canadian style through that table or that outside that lat like through a damn table is what happens. So um, <laughs> that's tremendous. So. Hanari and Gabe Kid resume their hostilities, all right? Hanari slaps the fuck out of Gabe Kid. I mean, like, wow. Wow. That shit was Noah level of slapping. Yeah. That was nuts. So. Smack the taste out of his mouth for sure. <laughs> all right. The android gets his big spot. So he comes up. He's like, fuck you, Catch 2-2. I'm taking you on alone. But they both have kendo sticks. So what does he do? He just stands there and lets him fucking club him to death with the kendo sticks. But he he no sells it and he grabs them both. <laughs> that shit was so funny, man. <laughs> he takes the sticks away from him, you know. Hanari climbs the cage and hits the senton through two tables. Fucking hell. I don't remember who he hit it on, but that was nuts. So, and he's doing that the whole time with this giant weird head wrap on it, you know. And uh, so, Connors has a bag of tacks and a bottle of whiskey. So, he gets, uh, like, he pours the tacks out in the corner and he drinks a bunch of whiskey and he gets sent face first, like, right into the tacks <laughs> and then back first. Then, tour of the islands for two. All right. We get chairs and shillelagh to Jeff Cobb. And this is when I'm noticing that this match is very, very long. All right, and it's about to get to a point where I don't – I'm starting to not care. Like, you know, I'm kind of like, all right, let's wrap this up, guys. This show was almost four hour, four and a half hours long, something like that. So – and I, I woke up for it. I was watching it live. So I was kind of ready, you know, for this to go. Um, uh, when Will and finally are alone in the ring, they actually wrestle. It's very good. Two trash pandas, but Will kicks out, and then Gato appears, and he's got this barbed wire table, right? But how's he going to get in, you know? So um, I think he someone had cut the chain earlier or something like that. Did you catch how the door gets open? Because I did no. not. No. Okay. So maybe Gato did that, but it's great. Like, this is a good and bad spot here because Gato, he, like <laughs> – comes out he's got this like door like a table that's got like barbed wire wrapped around it and that's for you know will we're gonna put him through that so but great Khan makes an appearance oh my god there he is and he goes to attack gato and gets just brushed off by gato and it's like what the fuck but big dick gato's in the house yeah that was bullshit and then what he did he recovered and then he took out gato he frees Newman because Gato had the, the handcuff keys in his pocket, right? And and so he sets up the Barbie table in the ring corner, right? Uh, Gato, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, Gabe Kid appears to push Will's head into the table, saying, this is for December, bitch, which I thought was funny. But Will reverses that. Fucking, Gato- is, is, is Gabe Kid fucking like Freddy Krueger? <laughs> because no, like, I swear, at the end of every time Freddy Krueger kills someone, he ends with like blah blah blah, blah bitch. That's true, but like Gabe, Gabe Kid's not corny. 
No. You know what I mean? Like, Freddy's corny as fucks. <laughs> uh, so Gato gets involved, and Newman takes him out. Missed on Finley from TJP. Stereo out. Oh, it says ass cutters in my nose. <laughs> ass cutters from Will and Newman. Oh, Newman's the future. So Will power bombs Finley through the Barbie table. He kicks out at two, though. All right, so here we go. Dan Baloney attacks with a. He attacks Will with a fork. And he's got his bandolero. <laughs> Gabe Kid pile drives him, uh, Will, through the ladder bridge that he had built, right? You get you set it up, you go through it. That's the way it works. So that's the law. So we get Dan Baloney versus Akira, and Akira's bleeding. He gets the fork from Dan, and he just starts attacking him with it and fucking him up. And then he attacks Connors with the fork, and everyone's head is all red. And he puts the dog collar on Connors and hangs him over the ropes while TJP kind of sort of helps. This is for but, December, bitch. Dude. So we were worried Akira was like, you know, he, he was scared. He isn't scared. He literally hung that motherfucker, you know? I, I think he's scared of what he will do if he lets <laughs> loose. That's what he's scared of. Maybe that's it. You're right. It's fucking wow. Wolverine down or something. I, there is a tremendous... Uh, Akira promo on on Instagram from after the show. Oh my god, dude! It's like he's like, I have Francisco Akira. I have. He's got that like, you know, when a kid is so upset, but they're like strong willed and they're like trying to explain something to you that really means a lot to them, and and their voice is cracking, but they're just that's the that's Akira, man. He is that, and like, oh, it's great. I'm glad that if anything that we get out of this match, it's the Bullet Club's legit and that Akira is just like the fucking top guy in United Empire. So. Hey, uh, I just saw my... Yeah, all right, if we're kind of dokey, let's have uh, let's have Akira win the best of the Super Juniors. Yeah, that would be awesome. So, all right, so we get a big a Dan versus Akira thing. All right, yeah, we already talked about that. Bullet Club make a pile of chairs in the ring and they hit a spike pile driver kind of just next to it. It's just funny. I'm so fine. Kid, I'm fine with that. Kid like lands butt first on the edge of the chair, and he's like, "Oh, it looked like it hurt real bad." So, so Bull Club they take the canvas off, canvas off the ring. This is a problem. This there's two issues with this. One, it takes so long, and it this doesn't is... even work. They don't even get it all the way off. So, no, this is the part where I'm like, okay, I get what you're going for here. But this is going to take another 10 minutes, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you couldn't have done your last few spots with the things still on. I don't know. It's – it's so there's – that's one problem is that it takes way too long. The other problem is is that the way the boards are set up is that if you step on them with nothing on them, they go like this, and you break your leg, you know? So – but we're going to wrestle on that. Who cares? So Hanare runs in. He suplexes kid onto the boards, right? And the boards are all falling out of place. It's super dangerous. So Bullet Club, they team up on Hanari. Android yells at uh, Hanari like he's his dad, and he's 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 angry, not disappointed. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Whatever he wants me to do, I will do. So Akira fires up and wrestles uh, Finley um, on a little tiny part of the ring that seems kind of safe. And it's like, there's no room to run. They're in this little section trying to wrestle. Spike pile driver on Akira. The pin's broken up, though. 
Will drops Akira in the, uh, to the corner as Bullet Club all stand up across the ring from him. Will sacrifices himself to protect his team and to protect Akira. He can't muster much of a fight. We see Will call the next spot, which is unfortunate. But then uh, barbed wire knee from Finley for the pinfall victory. So, um, you know, we'll talk about after the match and Hanari's uh, unfortunateness. But what did you think of the match overall, man? I thought it ended exactly the way it needed to. Because, uh, look, the, the, Will's leaving, so it makes sense for this, this group to be in a bit of shambles right now. And Will's leaving. Well, you leave on your back. This, this new Bullet Club team needs a bit of a kick. Like, I'm digging them, but all right. Now we got to now we see this. Now we see what they're all about right here. This is their statement bodies. So at the end of the match, all of the Empire guys are laying down. It's just Will, and they just fucking destroy him. Boom, the match is over. This is what you want from the, the Bullet Club. So this helps Will going on his back, even though it's like a big, you know, weapons match and all that shit. Will going out on his back for the leader of the Bullet Club good for the leader of the bull club i'm behind that so i appreciate will for doing you know for going out the right way i always like like to see that and dude i'm i like it like i feel like i just stared at like a beautiful painting for half an hour and then i walked outside the louvre and witnessed a car crash and both experiences i will remember for different reasons but uh yeah so i mean like brian and zach saber jr that's a main event kind of match i understand you might i'd like you i'd probably want to see it on last as well but I do like the match. Like it's 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 weird to me. So it's me complaining that a, a match is like a seven out of ten after I've just watched a ten out of ten. You know what I mean? Like that kind yeah. of criticism. Uh, or a six. It's a good time, but it's just too long. Like uh, someone wants to snip out like ten minutes of the uh, pulling the mat stuff out. Smush it back in. I mean, you'll know that the edits happen because right after 40 minutes, you'll hear 55 a minute to pass. But, you know, <laughs> that's fine. I like the match. It's a good time. It makes Gabe Kid, Alex C, Driller Maloney, and Clark Connors all look like killers. And then it makes David Finley look like the fucking boss of the killers or at least the, the front man of the killers because you've got Gato like right there too. So, I don't know. In terms of story, you hit all the story beats you needed to, and they're all great. The Akira being saved, the Akira doing the fire ups, you know, all the all the beats they needed to for this for the storylines and stuff to progress. I loved all that stuff. It was just, yeah, you know, it could have been instead of being like an hour and five minutes. How about forty? Or less. <laughs> if they did half the spots of this match and the match was half the length, I yeah. think it still could have hit the same way a lot of people it hits for. Like, I like it. It's hard. It's hard to complain when, like, I did have a good time watching it. It was good. You know? Yeah. I just thought it was too long. And yeah. 
you know, but there, and I, I, we have to talk about Hanare. Okay. So this is unfortunate. Oh my God. Man, this fucking sucks. So, all right. Finley says war dogs rule new Japan after that. (laughs) And it's hard to disagree with them at this point. He has asked the internet to say, you're sorry too, by the way, because everyone's like, Oh my God, I buy David Finley now, you know? So, but, uh, what have we been doing the last (laughs) fucking year? (laughs) No one listens to us. So, (laughs) Um, (laughs) so after the match, United Empire, they collect themselves. Right. And by the way, Will Ospreay looked like death after the match. And it was really funny when he, after he got pinned, he's just laying there. He's got his look on his face. It's so funny. So anyway, Great Ocon unhandcuffs Hanare. He had been uh, handcuffed to the, you know, chain and or the fence. And unfortunately, a doctor forces him to the back immediately. So he doesn't get to be a part of this. And guess what was on the cover of Tokyo Sports? This fucking sucks, man. So I, I just feel bad for him. He doesn't get to be in the pictures and everything. So there's a huge thank you, Osprey chant. United Empire solemn, you know, they're very upset. And Will says he will be back one day and he gets confetti for losing, which I thought was funny. And a group hug from United Empire and the confetti's blue, you know, United Empire's color. Yeah. yeah was that yeah. for, was that extra confetti for Master Watto winning? <laughs> That's a super cheap. <laughs> I like that. Like Kevin Kelly was up there going, don't give him all, don't give him all the confetti. That's Fuck right. that. Oh, was it in Osaka? It might have been. I don't know. Oh, oh, anyway. but, uh, but what a show! Yeah, oh, I feel bad for Hanari. He 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 deserved to be part of that moment too. So yeah, it's a big respect to him. Damn. Yeah, that is true. But uh, look, hey, we've only got one show to talk about. <laughs> the sound long we gone for, but uh, look, I have to do it. It is part of the show. It is a, a staple now. And I have wrestler diaries, Mr. Guy. Yeah. And uh, let's go with. Oh, shit. All right. Have we I done one? Why, why decide this before we record? Yeah, you know, you. decide it now. Fuck the listeners. Fuck them yeah. right, right in their ears. I've been fucking professional for the last hour and a half. We were pretty Fuck professional. You. And people have no idea the trials and tribulations as you've been through recently. So they can all fuck off. All yeah. of them. Right I'm looking here. through all these diaries and just picking one and I'm going to go this one. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Diary time, Mr. Guy. Master Wato. By the way, I like how it says here. It's episode 73, Road to the Diary Master, 74. Yeah. What's so, your problem? Uh, no, nothing to see here. January 24th, <laughs> 2024. And Wato's got like a kind of cool fingerless glove pose, different one to the last, last diary. But you know, he still kind of manages this mean adorableness that, yeah, you could take seriously, but maybe not. Depends on your mood, I guess. It's okay. his face. He's- I don't know. I don't know how I take Wato. You know what I mean? But. Don't make me answer that. <laughs> anyway, January 24th, 2024. This is your canned hand vinegar. Really easy Wato. 
Continuing on from last time, I'll be talking about the second day of the Food Explosion Tour. Yay. On the second day, we went to Yabuko Morning Market to ride a sightseeing boat and got on board with some fans who won in a lottery. On that oh. day, we were planning to ride to Ikamaru Boat. Sorry, we were planning to ride the Ikamaru Boat, but the waves were, rush, were rough and we changed to a slightly larger boat. The you think boat he got sick? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> if Yo was on there, so seeing all that water, he'd piss his pants. <laughs> the boat set sail and we st and stopped to look at the fish from the porthole, then went to the lower level of the boat and saw the fish swimming. Since the engine was stopped, I got quite seasick and yep. throwing up. But endured it. it. <laughs> oh, there's your fighting spirit right there. Well, thought, oh, well done, mate. I really wonder what will happen at 12 o'clock. I felt drunk, but I could see the fish and the nature was beautiful. We did it for about 40 minutes and it was fun. We enjoyed squid from Yabuko for lunch. Mm. At the end of the tour, we handed out Itokirin's Wagashi sweets to our fans and then disbanded. It was a two-day, one-night trip, but I had a lot of fun experiencing various things with everyone. Thank you very much. After returning to Tokyo from Karatsu, the next day I travelled to Hyogo Prefecture to see a performance by, oh, fucking hell, Takarazuka's Star Troop. It was my first time to see a performance at the Takarazuka Grand Theatre. Before, before the show started, I went to the Takarazuka Review Hall of Fame and I had lunch inside the Grand Theatre to enjoy it. When I entered the Grand Theatre, it was packed. You know how some motherfuckers make up the word count by just fucking like saying the some motherfucker's full name over and over again? Yeah. Like this is motherfucking like like he has he has to say Takarazuka Grand Theater fucking four times. Right. It's like a word count. It's like how we always say Zack Saber Jr. No matter what context we're talking about, yeah. we always say Zack Saber Jr. So Yeah. When I worked at a call center, no one could handle my name was Luke, and because I, it's like a four-letter first name, four-letter surname. That was it. That was my name, Luke Sims. That's my name. That's all everyone called me, Luke Sims. Yeah. Okay. There's those people that you know that just, like for example, my buddy John Murray, who's a pro wrestler. It's John Murray. It's not yeah. John. It's not Murray. It's John Murray. That's that's just what you call him. You know what I mean? It's just the way it that's is. Right. I don't know. Same. You used to know a Shane Henry. That's yeah. all anyone ever. Well, it's him. like it's not Watto. It's Master Watto. You know That's right. I mean? That's and it's not the Grand Theater, motherfucker. It's the Takarazuka Review Hall Grand Theater. Anyway, I agree. When when I entered the Grand Theater, it was packed. Now the pandemic is over. The top stars came down from the stage, and I was so thrilled to see them yeah, so close. So thrilled. He marks out like other people at a wrestling show might. Yeah. Be. When Desperado walked past. Oh, man. That's why Kevin oh. Kelly hates him. Because he's a mark. This motherfucker doesn't just love pageantry and wrestling. He, he's, he's, he likes a bit of pageantry. Nice. Because he's got a, got a photo of him here. A bit peacocky. I don't know what, what it's all about. But he, he looks happy and adorable. Good on him. On the 14th, there was an event for Canton Vinegar in Tokyo. And Mr. Tanahashi, Mr. Yano, and Mr. Taguchi appeared and cooked a dish using Canton Vinegar <laughs> as the 
Sugara Brothers. The recipe, see, he had to say Canton Vino. He's selling the merch, so that's yeah. what he's saying. Yeah, all right, all right, I get it. All right, the recipe, the recipe called for me to cut chicken, put oil in a frying pan, fried meat, and pour Canton vinegar over it. It was a bit too much, but it was just what? right. That's just too right. much. That's too much. Put Are chicken, cut chicken, put in pan, put shit on it. I mean, come on. I can't cook says, shit, but I can fucking do that. He says that was too much, but that was just enough, too. Come on, Wano. Just come make on, man. Up. It was a bit too much, but it was just right. Really easy to cook and very tasty. The two masked men took off their masks when the bottle of signed Canton vinegar was handed to the winner in a game of rock, paper, scissors, scissors. Mm-hmm. It was scissors. really fun. Two pairs. It was really fun to take my mask off. The day there's a photo of them in masks, uh, and uh, except for Yano, I guess. But one of I think that's Taguchi there watching Yano have difficulty putting chicken in a pan right there. <laughs> you know, Wano would be great for those commercials, like infomercials late at night, where they're like, you know, do you have problems getting chicken in the pan? You know, and it's like, oh, he can't Whoa. get chicken in the pan. You know, it's like, oh, try this chicken pan. It fries all of your chicken. You know, <laughs> you know chicken legs. Chicken thighs, chicken breasts, every kind of eggs, every kind of chicken that you want goes in the I chicken just want, pan. If you call now, we'll give you the one that cooks steaks. Luke, what if I told you I had a pan for all of your chicken needs? <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. order now and get our get a free sidecar to keep your vinegar in, you know? So <laughs> oh man. Oh my god and a canton vinegar fanny pack the day after the can <laughs> the day after the canton vinegar event mr honma and i visited fct fukushima joe tv f kfb fukushima broadcasting fukushima fm and newspaper <laughs> companies to promote fukushima uwaki event on the 8th of february when I was heading there with Honma-san, people who passed me by recognized him and th said things like, oh, it's the guy with the scratchy voice. Aww. Thank you very much for allowing me to have a lot of publicity on TV, radio, and newspapers. They See, recognize so him. They recognize Honma. They're like, who's this blue bitch? That's Honma. You know, and they were walking by and they say, hey, look, it's Honma. Yeah, look. yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. Hey, look, it's Honma. And he's like, ah. <clears throat> Then he turns to Wato and he's like, I'm big in Japan. <laughs> wow. Is that all, Luke? Well, I'm not going to do the whole Tom Waits song. No, I meant the Master Oh, yeah. Wato he said, see you soon. Diary. Okay. Bye. Wow. Well, Luke, we did it. We talked about the new beginning. But before we leave, I have to tell you a story that happened to me today and give a quick shout out to a listener. So today I was at a local hardware store in Ohio, all right, and this guy was kind of eyeing me, this guy that works there. And I was like scoping out some products that my store sells and kind of seeing what they cost and stuff and taking some pictures. And I thought this guy was just eyeing me being like, 
Who's this fucking, fucking right? Well, yeah. at its worst. Let's go. I think, like, because he goes over to, he like comes up and tries to help me, and I'm, and I don't really say much to him. I'm just like, yeah, I have my headphones in, and I guess he, he said something as he was walking away, but I didn't hear it, and I was just looking at the floor, you know, the stuff, the, the items, and, uh, and, and I see that in the, in the row next to me, there he is, and he's staring at me, and I'm like, why the fuck is this guy staring at me? So he takes another run. And he comes up again and he says, you know, is there sure there's anything I can do to help you? And I'm like, nah. And this time I had one of my headphones out and he says, it's just so weird that you're wearing that sweatshirt of a podcast that I listened to. And he's, I was wearing my never open podcast sweatshirt. And this guy's like, and I go, I said, "Uh, you listen to my podcast? And he goes, is that you? (laughs) And I'm like, what? Is that me? And he goes on to tell me that he listens to our show. And I just am like on cloud nine. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I got recognized from a podcast in Ohio from a new Japan (laughs) Japan podcast. So actually, my name's Robbie. I've only been on one time. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, that was so weird. And the fact that the guy, he was like, oh, yeah, his name was Johnny. So shout out to Johnny. At Hell the yeah. local hardware store. I'm uh, glad Here's to meet you today. You. you made my day. That shit was wild. Except, like, I, I can tell by Andy's friendly tone and uh, nice voice and reminiscence of this story, he secretly hates you because you work for the competition. No. No, he doesn't. Of course no. not. <laughs> he, works, he works for a big box store, and I work for a mom and pop. So, technically, we're not competition. but Boxes and carpet. Mm-hmm. That's... uh. It's quite the rivalry there, and I'll have to watch that. Johnny versus Mr. Guy. I mean, I'm friends with Johnny at this point. Me and Johnny are tight. So, I mean, if there's trouble with the podcast, I might go to Johnny. I'm just saying, Luke. You know. Well, since it's near the end of the show, we can go, Goodbye, Johnny. You know that song? I can't remember that song now. God damn it, it's off Wicker Man. <laughs> But uh, oh, Wicker Man is fantastic. The fucking original with uh, Christopher Lee and Edward yeah. Woodward. Oh, so good. And Jenny Argata. Hey. 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 I'm sorry. But uh, unless it, Mr. Guy has something he'd like to add. You can go to We Trust. 